You want to do the intro, or you want me to do it? Are we even doing an intro, or are we just like talking about it? I mean, I, I, I mean, I guess we just talk about it, yeah. Right. I mean, this is basically the beginning of how it starts now. Yeah. I guess. <laughs> so, yeah. How about that earthquake? <laughs> so so nice. just wow. <laughs> just to, okay. So today is what, August twentieth. Yes. Yes. There is, uh, there is not only right now in LA a storm hurricane yeah like pretty much close to hurricane level storm or and tropical storm yeah tropical, tropical storm. storm that's what they're calling it yeah and yeah. there's a there was also yeah, an earthquake mm-hmm. uh the the storm itself i i don't I haven't really noticed it really bothering me or anything it's you know it's just it's just rain it feels like bay area rain uh the earthquake itself i did not feel i was okay. asleep <laughs> I was napping, and Jumba jumped off the bed with me, and and I assumed that was, and then I my phone notified me there was an earthquake. Mm-hmm. That's fine. But uh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Now in the Bay Area, no storms, clear skies, maybe a little fair, really cloudy, but hot. Yeah, really hot. I know. Ooh. Yeah, right now here it's like humid. It's pretty humid, yeah. but it feels like a comfortable humid for me. Ew. It's like when you're in Florida, Alex. That's not comfortable. That's hot. <laughs> That's what it feels like, like in my apartment right now. It feels like a nice day in the Philippines. It's like that kind of level. I've never like a not normal day. But but but, but, imagine, but feels he, like he's he's never been in the Philippines. Nope. I've never been in the Philippines. Right. I'm just explaining for people who listen to the podcast though. <laughs> just you two listening to the podcast, right? <laughs> of course. It's always just us. Oh. By the way, the, the 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 other per the other person that you're hearing is Claire, Hello. my fiance. Hi. Oh yeah, David, you didn't uh, introduce her. I know it's fine. <laughs> ah, first time we see it's Claire. It's because I'm always it's because I'm always in the background, like over here and like this corner. Um, that's why I don't need an introduction because I'm always here. Uh, yeah. So today we're gonna be reviewing. So we're kind of late on it. But that's more so just scheduling. It took a while, but we're reviewing both Barbie and Oppenheimer. So welcome to Barbieheimer. Barbie. I say Barbenheimer. Barbenheimer is it Barbenheimer or Barbieheimer? It's Barbenheimer. Oh, okay. Barbenheimer sounds better. Okay, Barbenheimer. Yeah, so we're going to be re- reviewing both of those movies today. Claire will only be reviewing with us Barbie because that's the only one she saw. Mm-hmm. Uh. I work in a hospital. It's very hard to get time to watch movies. Um, so Barbie ended up winning out. But I Fair enough. Oppenheimer was really good. Uh, should we also mention we're changing the name? Yes, we are. Oh, this is a new announcement for me. Wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We're, we're changing. I, I did not tell. <laughs> no. <laughs> I know. I wanted it to be a surprise. A yeah, surprise it is. Yeah, so we're changing the name more so because some things have happened. As you can see, it's mostly just me, Alex, and I. Two Paul's screens. been pretty busy for the past year or so. So, and it feels so for us. We just felt like since it's not three buds all the time, uh, we should change the two. name. Yeah, yeah so yeah. We, should, we decided to change the name. Uh, we brought this up at least a month or two ago. Yeah, we did. Yeah, and uh, Alex hey, came hey. up with the name in the end. We did look through a couple of names, though, that GPT had brought up, just to see if those yeah. sounded good or not. 
Yeah. I didn't like him. I was fine. With I, I was against I was like, <laughs> no. What were some of those names? I don't remember. I need, I would have to look again. Oh, it, okay. Something yeah, about like, you know, Flix was part of the name. And I was like, I don't yeah, know it, it kept generating the same names. Yeah. Like, Just like different variations. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Alex, if you want to make the announcement about Yeah, it. so our new name is B-Roll Thoughts. Ooh. Yeah, all right. Kind of rolls off the tongue a little bit. B-Roll Thoughts. It's also because we, we, we had a lot of discussions with B-Rolls when we used to edit the videos a lot. Oh my god. <laughs> and David always says we're giving our thoughts on the movie. So I was like, well, I'm going to incorporate thoughts into it. And I like B-Roll. Yeah. Good. Yeah, I was like, it's not the nice. chat GPT, but also it opens it up for us a little bit more to mm-hmm. add, to have guests and have more people show up and not expecting, you know, just Alex Great. and I all the time okay. or you know. That's exciting. Yeah, so we're gonna probably change all the socials. Uh, yeah, yeah. Our just website. Make that quick announcement. Yeah, our website's gonna be um, bearollthoughts.com. Does this mean new logo? Yeah, probably. Yeah, new logo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I will message the person that makes our logos. Our oh, local designer. I have a second person, too. Who? Oh, wait. No, she doesn't really do design, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Did we get a second one all along? <laughs> I wish. You're holding out, buddy. But yeah, uh, I guess now that that's out of the way, should we start with the review? Claire's busy. We should probably start with the review so that you can get the notes. That's true. That's true. Uh, yeah, let's not make this an hour-long podcast. Let me let me get the mic. See if I can bring it up close. No, it's not long enough. The wire is too. Sh- oh, the wire is wire is long enough. Okay, cool. Does <laughs> does all this help with your audio editing? No, it makes it worse. <laughs> all right. Barbie and Ken are having the time of their lives in the colorful and seemingly perfect world of Barbie land. However, when they get a chance to go to the real world, they soon discover the joys and perils of living among humans. Claire, would you want to start this off um, with what you enjoyed with the movie? No spoilers. Not yet. Oh, what's up? What? No spoilers yet is what I'm saying. Okay, okay. Um, for context, I, like most girls, grew up loving Barbie, um, and I was very surprised when I heard that this movie was coming out, because I was like, what kind of movie are they going to make? They already made, like, I forget how many, but there's, like, 20, 40, like, Barbie cartoon movies, there's a bunch of, like, um, like, TV shows and all that, there's a YouTube channel, like, what else is there, what else are they going to add to it? Um, so I guess, like, in broad strokes, I love how... I love how fun it is. I love how like bright and energetic it is. But I also love that there's like stuff underneath the surface. Um, it's not just like your um, like surface level um, checking out completely of the movie or checking out from like whatever's going on with the rest of the world. It actually like is really grounded and it's really like, um, what was it? It like has a lot of substance to it, so. I really enjoy movies like that where it's like it's fun i have like an uh like i'm laughing and, and enjoying myself but i also like you know having connections to like what's going on in real life and i think that resonated a lot with me nice mm-hmm. yeah uh alex you want to go next yeah no, that was well put 
Yeah, I liked how the movie did have an underlying message um, with, I know the plot itself was lacking a little bit of continuity, but it was just really fun overall and just really funny. David. Yeah, I mean, I think for me, the movie was really fun. Was, like Claire was saying, it's really colorful. I, it's a lot of pink. Apparently wow. during production, it was they used up so much pink paint that the, the material to make the color pink was like low worldwide like the, yeah it's a lot of pink yeah they used a lot of pink um i i, I also like the underlying meanings i also uh, what i all what I, what I noticed was you know they they actually went out and tried to make a good movie mm-hmm. in the sense of plot and everything and, been- and i'm not comparing this in a bad way it's more so like for example the mario brothers movie yeah it's a fun movie right but story-wise, you don't really expect anything out of that. No, and I mean, from Barbie, the movie, you can't really expect a good plot, so to speak. It just, all you can expect is just to have fun in it. Yeah, yeah. but the fact that they got a good plot. Uh, you know what? The plot was better than expected. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that um, I was very surprised when like they first announced the Barbie movie, and I saw Greta Gerwig's name on it because... Um, so I started enjoying Greta Gerwig stuff after watching Little Women and then hearing so much about her and all that kind of stuff. I was very surprised to hear like Greta Gerwig and Barbie because I'm just like, wait, isn't like Greta Gerwig supposed to be like, you know, like feminist movies and all that kind of stuff. And then like at the time, like nothing was announced of like what Barbie was going to be about and all of that. And like when you typically think of Barbie, you think of like, on um like that stereotype Plastic. exactly well like, when i think of barbie i think of toy story oh so like the the one who's like commenting too. on like the revolutionary yeah, and all yeah. That. yeah yeah but it's like even before like before that that was like the only exception at least at that time of barbie being like anything more than like a girl's toy and it's like i think with a lot of girl things and i guess this like this um applies to spoiler stuff but non-spoiler stuff too a lot of girl things are seen as less than. So it's like, oh, I don't like that. That's the girl version. Or like, even just like, you know, the term like girl push-ups, as if like mm. they're any less than or something like that. So it's like, I don't know. Like I was kind of worried when I saw like um Greta Gerwig and Barbie, and I was just like, wait a second, like, how's this gonna go exactly? But And look at the movie now, it's made over like a billion dollars. Wow. Wow. Yeah. It's a lot. Yeah, it's it's surpassed, uh, like the Dark Knight, and it also surpassed like Aquaman. Dang. In uh, box office, yeah, yeah, that's pretty good. Um, I also re- another thing I guess I, I wanted to mention was yeah, Margot Robbie, Ryan, and Ryan Gosling. I thought were really great in the movie. Mm-hmm. I liked match. all the other Barbies and Kens too. That was great. You know. your boy Simu Liu. Yes, Simu Liu. <laughs> Dude, that was so great, and him. And Ryan Gosling's just dynamic. Oh, that was so fun. Yeah. There was like a, there was a story um, about how, and I, this is like something that I saw like floating around social media. I'd have to fact check this, but um, apparently the rivalry behind like Simu Liu's Ken and um, Ryan Gosling's Ken came from the fact that it's like the um, crew found the crew or the directors or producers, whatever. Someone found out that Timmy Lou can do a backflip, and they wanted um, Ryan Gosling to do a backflip. And he was like, "Oh, I I can't." And yeah. then Timmy Lou was like, "Well," and then he does backflip, and then they're just like, "Oh, 
amazing. And then Ryan was just like kind of stewing over that for a while. So that kind of like led to all of the um, the Ken competitiveness. That's hilarious. Mm-hmm. I like that. Don't don't quote me on that. Fact check, fact check yourselves. <laughs> Whoever's listening, fact. Yeah, we don't really fact check here. <laughs> I mean, we try our best. David tries his best. I don't try. <laughs> <laughs> what else can we mention in here with I mean, non-spoilers? Michael Sarah's in it. Michael, Michael S- like, is it? Dude. Oh yeah, Michael Alan, Sarah. Yeah, Alan. yeah, yeah. That was a win. I was not expecting that. So happy with Alan. David shushed me in the theater because okay. of how excited I no, was. No, no, no. So here's the oh. thing. The movie Claire kept cheering like out loud. Yeah. So the first couple times it happened, I was like, oh whatever. But then she kept cheering and I was like, Claire, like people are trying to watch the movie and but it's it really quiet when she cheers. But like it was like Alan. Alan will show up and she's like, Alan! Right? <laughs> like Claire. <laughs> calm down. <laughs> Oh, that was hilarious. Yeah. Did you did you watch it with Victoria or no? No, I just watched with Nathan and our uh, friend. I got it on. You disappeared, Alex. I disappeared. I'm here. Oh, you're back. <laughs> no, I watched it in uh, Houston with uh, Nathan. And oh, yeah, friends. that's right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I, again, I, I enjoyed Barbie. Um... Do you want to rank it now? Like rate it yeah, now, or do you want to rate it now while still in the uh, non-spoilers? I would give it a. I'd give it a nine. It was really fun. It was funny. I enjoyed it. I would even watch it again and even buy it. Honestly, it's it's a great movie. I'd probably also give it a, like a nine or a nine point five. Nice. It was, it was really enjoyable. Like I f- I think going into it, I didn't know what to expect. Exactly. Right, and I like was pleasantly surprised by what I because yeah. the trailers don't really tell you much, which I like. That's great. Yeah, my I will give um, context for this. Um, my scales are for like rating stuff is usually like on the higher side when I really enjoy something. Same. So I put this nine point seven five. I do acknowledge that there it, it was a ten when we came out of the theater. It yeah. was a ten, but I think that like um, I think that as as time has passed it's like the hype is kind of like died down so i'm just like okay it's a really solid movie and it's one that resonates really closely with me so that's why i consider it to be like pretty high up there but it's like i feel like i don't know i feel like i enjoy i i I enjoyed it too much to give it just a nine but it's like again my scale is like completely skewed it's completely different from your guys it's okay david's the hardest one Hey, I gave it a 9.5, man. I know, I'm saying. (laughs) Historically speaking. I think the only only thing for me, if I had to critique anything, if I had to critique anything, was like what you had mentioned was some of the, like how they went from Barbie land to the real world. Yeah. Like it just kind of, it was like a weird transition. Yeah. It's like, it's like that. It's it's a thing where you can't think too hard on the movie, like in that sense. So it's like, the reason why they had like transitions like that, um, I th- two things um, for Barbie land itself and for all of the like um, Barbie transitions, the reason why it like looks like that is because like Barbie came out and like what, I don't even remember, but it's like, it came out like, I want to say like fifties. Yeah. 60s? No, sixties. I 60s? think. Sixties. Yeah. yeah. So it's like Greta Gerwig wanted to have it 
feel like very much old Hollywood, which is like very picture perfect. And it's like, you know, it's like you look at the it's it's like when you go to like Disneyland and you can tell like this is a painted set is Mm. the thing. So same thing there where it's like there's not that much CGI. It's all like painted sets Mm. and just like they would in old Hollywood sound stages. And then also um, those transitions are also similar to how they would do transitions back then. Cause yeah. like, that's all you can do. The second thing about those that I think that this was a nod to is when you see marketing for Barbie, the toy, usually they have them set up in a scene. Like when you look at the back of the box, that's the kind of like setting you see, you see astronaut Barbie, like on the rocket, you see like camper Barbie next to the camper van. And no, all that. no, like that. I understand. I, I think it's more so this transition from like, we're at the camper now, and now we're on the on the speedboat, and now we're on. You know, it's like, yeah. where did you guys start off? <laughs> there's a like, how did the, how did you get here? There's a Magical. fun, um, there's a fun film theory. Um, shout out to the film theorists if anyone watches or who listens to, to this podcast. Yeah, but they actually made a film theory talking about like based off of these sorts of modes of transportation. If you track it back from Venice you can actually find the real world location of Barbie land. And I'm not going to spoil their video, but basically there is like a real world location for Barbie land. So it seems like we, really random. We, we should go to Venice. Mm-hmm. We should not go to Venice. Why not? Venice is not fun. No, I've never been. I don't go like to it. <laughs> I, I, I am an expat from the Bay. We, we, we should go to Venice. Alex, you should come down, and then Claire takes us both to Venice. Okay. Oh, no, I'm working. <laughs> How unfortunate. Can't. I'm working oh, on something. Baby. I guess you and I are going to have to go to Venice. I know. You're going to have to bring your own rollerblades. <laughs> <laughs> I actually have some. Oh, I don't have any rollerblades. I don't blades. have a rollerblade, but I have them. I yeah, I don't, I don't have I mean, yeah, if, we, if you want, we could go, Alex. Can mm-hmm. you come down to L.A.? We check out Venice? Sure. <laughs> Um, I guess we should quickly touch on spoilers for a quick minute. Yeah, we can transition to spoilers now. Yeah. Um, so spoiler I'm... warning: if you haven't seen, go watch it. Turn it off. Yeah. There you go. Um, first thing I wanted to mention, I guess from at least for me, I feel kind of bad for the Kens. Dude. Like I, I understand what they did was wrong. Yeah. I totally understand, but at the same time. I cannot. I I also understand why they decided to do what they did. Not that I agree with it. I mean, it was hilarious. <laughs> I I was not expecting that scene, that turn of events. I was like, oh, this is hilarious. Because like, basically, this happen? So basically, I guess we were trying to explain to people that want to hear spoilers. Ron Go- Ryan Gosling's Ken, when he shows up to the real world, he feels like he's respected. Yeah. Because people ask him questions and ask him for directions. And he yeah. somehow ends up learning about patriarchy. Yeah, because, because in just, Bar- Barbie Land, he never got the time day from typical Barbie. And all yeah. he's ever, he's ever wanted. wanted. Yeah. And so he decides... And well, also, he believes patriarchy has to do with horses. So, right? Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so he decides to bring patriarchy and everything back to Barbie Land, and he takes over. He essentially takes over Barbie Land. What do he call it again? 
Because I know he called the, the house. Kendom? Oh, yeah, the Kendom. Kendom. Oh, dude. Because I remember he calls the. the he, he takes over Barbie's house and calls it uh, the Mojo Dojo Casa, Casa house. house. Yeah. That was so <laughs> I was like, why? But okay. Yeah. That's so random. Yeah, and, and I love his favorite song. And okay, if you notice how when uh, was America Fiera, her daughter, were traveling back to the real world, that's his favorite song was playing then. Mm-hmm. Oh, was it? I didn't yeah. notice that. And I yeah, was like, they oh, were playing that's... it. Yeah. But it, was, but it was sad, too, because it's like um, they were listening to the song that Barbie and America Ferreira's character, I feel so I remember America Ferreira's character's name. Yeah. But like they were listening, trying to listen to that song. And then suddenly, like, um, the radio stations, like, you know, because it's being taken over by Kent, starts playing, um, starts playing the Matchbox 20, Matchbox 20? Matchbox 20. Yeah, the Matchbox 20 song. Um, And, like, like, totally agree with the fact that, like, there is no, there is no villain in this movie is the thing. So, like, when I say this, I mean it in a very nuanced way. The way that the Kens took everything from the Barbies is something that I feel like a lot of um, people, oh, a lot of little girls mm-hmm. honestly like experience. Like I tried to mm-hmm. explain this to David, but like when I was growing up, like I said, I really loved Barbie, mm-hmm. but I also grew up um, as kind of like the only girl in like my cousins, my age. And the thing is, is that like, because I was the only girl, I always had to like, prove that I could hang out with the boys which meant that I couldn't like pink too much I couldn't enjoy girly things otherwise I was just like oh you're just like a little girl you can't hang out with us and it's like well how am I going to have friends then so um you know it's kind of like sad when people like you know judge you so much for liking those girly things and suddenly like liking those girly things make you less than it's like the same thing like when people like I think like in the 2010s, you know, like there was a stereotype where it's like, oh, if you admit that you like Taylor Swift, then there's like, you know, it's like, yeah, you're less than or something because she's a girly girl. Um, But yeah, that kind of like like that whole (laughs) exactly like there's nothing wrong with it. But it's like back then, like you had to like, like, I remember I like Taylor Swift, too, but I kept it. Yeah. Yeah, I was just like, oh, Taylor Swift, I don't know. She's just like another pop girly. Like, I don't right. really like her. Like, I would rather listen to, like, I don't know. Like, I would start, like, saying, like, these, like, old artists. Like, oh, I love the Beatles. So that I could, like, show that, oh, like, I'm more than just, like, a girl who likes pop music. Yeah, you have to even, really downplay it. Even ironically, though, the Beatles started off as, like, a pop boy band for girls. Um, That's true. But... Yeah, but you know, that idea of like, because of your girliness being considered the less than, like, you're, um, you have that taken away from you. So it's like, she has her house taken away from her. She has her power taken away from her, friends taken away from her. And even if it's just like a small thing, it's like that song is now taken away Mm -hmm. from her. So that, that's the reason why, like, I got like worked up and, Again, no sides here. I think that the Kens were also victims to um, the patriarchy. There's a lot of, like, people saying, like... I think you mean the matriarch. No, no, no. I mean, like, they fell subject to... 
both they fell subject to like the Barbies, like yeah. not taking into consideration for them. So I would call that lack of empathy. That reminds me of that moment where they're like, where do all the Kens go? Right. And they're like, uh-huh. <laughs> but it's like, so the Kens suffer from the lack of empathy. Yeah. So then, but so then they turn to something, the patriarchy, toxic masculinity, thinking that they're going to find validation from that point. Yeah. But they all have things taken away from them because of the patriarchy, because of toxic masculinity. You're not allowed to like the things that you just like. You have to act a certain way to keep up this facade and you have to treat people badly too. So there was like a post that I saw on Tumblr where someone was talking about the way that the Kens adopted patriarchy is the way that you as a little girl see like that little sweet boy that you are friends with you like see them like growing up and suddenly they like get into um you know they start reading stuff online or they start hanging out with the wrong people and suddenly like now they're someone who's just like saying like Alpha oh male. yeah like women belong in the kitchen yeah. and like why are you working out and blah 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 it's like it's not their fault it's just that like when you're looking for a place to belong where you're looking for validation you will go to any place necessary to find that and you will adopt do whatever it takes to adopt to that so yeah, Kens are not at fault for that. They're just another victim. Also, I remember after the movie, Claire had asked me if that if those lyrics were the actual lyrics of the song. Mm-hmm. They are. But also, I think it should be noted because I, I, I looked into it. I was like, oh, they are the lyrics because it's kind of toxic mm-hmm. if you listen to the lyrics. Yeah, I like it's really it's literally, it's literally, I want to push you around. Well, I, um, I want, if I, like, I want to well, push you no, around. No, no, it's like, I wanna push you around. Will I will? Will I will? I wanna push you down. Will I will? Will I will? Yeah, so. I wanna take. And then it's like, I wanna take you, you for, for granted. granted. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, oh, apparently. No, no, the lyrics itself is based on. So, the, 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 the lead singer who wrote the, wrote the song yeah. is based on a toxic ex girlfriend that he had. Hmm. So it's from the perspective of the ex-girlfriend. Yeah. So even like taking that into context, it's not like ma- like male bad, female good. It's like toxic bad. Yeah. <laughs> and right. like every gender is affected by it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I was I was laughing when they played that song because when that they had so all great. the Kens. Oh. At the beach. It's, it's oh wait a second, I. Barbie. Yeah. This, this was something that I that um. I was explaining to David that I think many girls have experienced where you are caught in that uncomfortable situation of a guy wanting to like play you a song on guitar or show you a video game or show you like a movie that you have no interest in. And the thing is, it's like, that's not to say like, Oh, like the girl's the bad guy because like, we're not showing interest in the things. It's just like, it's, the guy not taking into consideration, oh, she might not be into this thing right. as much as I am. And then, like, as a girl, you have to, you know, because not only, like, are you raised to not raise your voice and to be polite and all of that, but because there is a danger to it as well, without getting too dark, but kind of going in that direction. You kind of just have to sit there and be like, yeah. much Like, I've been in that, or it's like, it's a situation that I remember being in in college where it's like if i was with a guy and then i did not 
want to continue the conversation. I felt like I had to continue the conversation because I don't want to upset him and have like bad things happen after that. So it's like, there's always this like constant, like calculation that you're going through your head or like you're hyper aware of things. So it's like when um, people say like, oh, like, why are you so paranoid? Why are you all this? Because all this stuff happens, the thing. And mm-hmm. yeah, so it's like when when they were like when they showed the title card saying four hours later, like, oh my god, I know this, I know this <laughs> so badly. Yeah, and that's the thing, guys. The you know, we we don't know anything like that because we're all, some most of us are like self centered too. That that's, is true. But the thing is, is like that's how people are typically raised, though. Is yeah. the thing like I think that for. So I, I didn't grow up with any brothers, like all the guys that I grew up with were cousins of mine, but like, so maybe you guys can talk about this, but for a girl, I remember when I literally, like when I was six or seven, my parents would teach me like how to defend myself mm-hmm. um, against like strangers, basically. They said like, if someone like grabs you, you do everything you can to break away. You hear where the balls are, you kick them there. Or it's like, you know, they when I asked them like, oh, I thought I'm not supposed to be violent. And he said, no, you have to be. To have to teach that to a six-year-old girl is really scary. But I don't know, like, like, did your parents have to teach you stuff like that for a guy? Oh my, God. my parents no, I... put me my parents put me into martial arts. So to a degree, yes. Yeah. I mean, I also did martial arts, but I think that was more of a me wanting to do that. Well, well my parents kind of put me into it. So I, I was a fat kid and I, my parents would leave me alone in like you know, the supermarkets, especially there's like a where demos you can play games on. They would just leave me there and just go shopping. And my dad would always joke about no one's going to kidnap me because no one's going to want to carry me or you know drag <laughs> me. Cause I'm obese. Oh, no, my, yeah, no, yeah. my parents were like, no, you're you're literally the first target. You're a small, tiny girl and like. They're yeah, easily going to come after you. Complete opposite. Yeah. But and that's the thing with guys, you know, we're raised to be masculine. And, you know, just knowing that, oh, we don't have to worry about defending ourselves too much. Well, what I really appreciate about this movie is that, like, you know, I, I hope to have kids someday, hopefully with you. <laughs> we are engaged. <laughs> um, but you know. Or um, you're like giving yourself an out or something. No, I'm not. I just like, <laughs> I, like I just, it's weird for me to talk David. about like our future children. Like I know we talk about future children. It's weird to talk about our future children on your podcast. Publicly. <laughs> you can choose to cut this out or not. But in any case, I feel like for any for any little boy that like I run into, I think like this movie has solidified for me like this little boy is coming into a world where they are expected to act a certain way where they're expected to not really like react too much um, emotionally, where they have to be the strong one all the time. They have to assert dominance because they are the man of the household or something like that. And then also to every little girl that I meet, I'm just like, you are coming into a world where you are going to be judged and you're either going to, you're always going to be too much. You're always going to be too little. You're always going to be this. You're going to be that and blah, blah, blah. And take into a fact that like, this is just the world that you're coming into. And so people should have empathy for that. That's really what is at the heart of this movie is just empathy for the other person. Um, 
And I think that that's like, that's a way stronger message than the message that people are saying that this is anti, that this is anti-male or anti- I think the people that are saying that it's anti-male are more so like the anti-woke people. Yeah. That constant yeah. post about on social media or like the, what's that guy's name? Tristan something. Oh, I know who you're talking uh, about. Something Tate. Name. Something yeah. Tate. Andrew Tate. Andrew Tate. Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Like Andrew Tate. Yeah. yeah. You know. So it's like, yeah, it's just one of those things where it's like, I think the Barbie movie is about empathy and being human, which like yeah. kind of goes, like we didn't talk about this yet, but like Barbie, you know, the decision that she makes at the end. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, 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 because I, I, I also wanted to mention like, quick thing, like seeing Barbie in the real world. It was like weird to see her experience being like sexualized. Yeah, by, was, right. Because I met by like men, construction mm-hmm. worker, and I, I I like that moment where she's like, I feel like what did she say to Ken when like Ken's like I oh Ken's like liking how he's yeah how he's he was feeling. he was saying or what was it I she was saying something like I don't know what this feeling is I'm feeling like conscious but about myself and mm-hmm. like you know like getting to the fact that she's self conscious. That's like something that I think that little girls experience like very early on, especially when you start going through puberty, because like, you know, before it's like, if you imagine Barbie land is like your childhood, right? Where it's like, you're allowed to be like a little girl, you're allowed to do whatever you're, you're allowed to have magic and imagination and all that kind of stuff. And then it's like, once you have like middle school and all that, and like, you know, different parts are growing and all that. And like, people are judging you. It's just like, suddenly you're self-conscious about everything. You're like, are these stickers that I'm using too childish? Am I like, is my voice too high? And all this kind of stuff. So it's almost like Barbie going to the real world is kind of just like watching like, um, like a sped up version of a little girl growing up. Yeah, that's pretty interesting. I never thought about it like that. Oh, there's also a um, Houston Coley is um, a YouTuber that I watch, but he also like was talking about um, Barbie being like a metaphor for the Bible, um, <laughs> which basically is like, if you guys don't know the Garden of Eden, sorry, sorry, we're just moving around for our dog. Yeah, um, was like standing here. I don't know. I think he needs to go potty. Oh, do we want to take a pause? I mean, we can end it soon. We can wrap it up. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Um, yeah, we can finish your thought, Claire. Oh, yeah. Um, well, yeah, so there's... Well, actually, no, I won't go too much into that. Okay. Y'all should just, like, watch... You should just watch Houston Coley's video because um, he is much more eloquent about, like, religious stuff than I am. It's mm-hmm. been a while since I've been, involved, like, that involved in um, in the, the Catholic um, uh, the canon. Catholic canon. I was going to call it Catholic lore. That's not correct. <laughs> Catholic canon. Catholic canon. Um, but yeah, do you want to talk about um, Barbie going into the real world? Or like Barbie's decision at the end? And, oh, yeah. But then, just... And then Ken. Because throughout the movie, they had like, well, kind of like, not throughout the movie, but they had moments of her meeting this older woman. Yeah. Who you later find out is a ghost of the actual person that created Barbie. Like she apparently lives in the Mattel office. It's one of those things where don't think about it too hard. Yeah, don't, I know, don't exactly. think about it too hard. But she basically is God. Right? Yeah. Like Barbie yes. decides she doesn't want to just be Barbie anymore. She 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 wants to go out and discover herself. Mm-hmm. 
so she she makes that decision to become real. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it. I wasn't expecting that. I, I was very surprised by, by the end, and I didn't. So at the end of the movie, she gets dropped off by America Ferrer's character mm-hmm. and their family, mm-hmm. and I thought they were dropping off for work to go to work Same. at Mattel. Oh my god! And, and everyone then, did. You find out she's actually there for an appointment for for her OBGYN. It's just like okay, this actually like okay. But I have it's, so it's, much it's a funny. It's also like a funny joke because they do mention earlier in the movie, like when when Barbie and Ken mm-hmm. first show up in mm-hmm. the real world and they meet these like construction dudes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Barbie says neither of them have reproductive organs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's just plastic. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And yeah. it's very straightforward. But okay, I know it's like played off at the joke as a joke at the end, but there is like that's what I love about this movie is like every joke has like some kind of underlying yeah. meaning. And also like this movie is just like really cut very well. Like if this was a meal, like all the fat was trimmed out, or it's like if there was fat, there was like a reason for it. And it's like yeah. it's so good. But anyways, going back to that point, when she says like I'm here for my OB Gyne appointment, it's like solidifies like i signed up to have like to yeah. have a reproductive organ but the thing is is like that means she has periods that means that she has like the potential for pregnancy which is not a fun thing you have like there's like a lot of there's a reason why there's a specialty specifically for women um aside from the fact that historically like women have been overlooked in medicine and have not been treated the same way but there's a lot of things that come into being a woman from the medical side Mm -hmm. that it's like, you know, it's, it's like a a symbol for like, she signed up for all of that is the thing. And she is um, engaging with it too. Like she's happily doing it too. So um, the scene, because David and I watched this movie with um, my friend, Melissa. um, And the thing is that Melissa and I both bawled our eyes out for the scene where um oh no what's her name ruth i think so is it ruth yeah yeah when like ruth the the, ghost the ghost the mattel god um she (laughs) basically like she basically says like before like it's up to you but i have to show you like what this means so it's like she says take my hands biblical reference the whole like touching the finger um but she says take my hands And then she basically shows Barbie all of these images of these little girls um, at like just playing. And it, it really just hit me hard personally because it like reminds me how like she's basically showing Barbie like this is what it means to be a woman in the real world. Are you sure you want to do this? Because it's not easy being a woman in the real world. Um, It's not just like, like the Barbies at the beginning of the movie, they were just like saying things like, Oh, you might, gosh, here's your Nobel Peace Prize. Like, you, yeah. you worked so hard, you deserve one. <laughs> or, Oh, our, um, like, you deserve it. And she said, I know, I worked hard at it because it's like, it should be like that. You work hard for it, you get mm-hmm. it. But in the real world, it doesn't work like that. Just because you work hard, especially if you're a woman, especially if you're a woman of color, like, just because you work hard doesn't mean that you actually get what you deserve. And it's like, you can't have that confidence. And, you know, like you could just watch America Ferrer's whole monologue about that to understand, like, it's not easy being a woman. And despite all of that, Barbie saying yes, that like hits really, really hard. Yeah. Um, Especially because like, personally speaking, like, so for people who don't know, I'm a pediatrician or 
um, training to be like a child neurologist. And it's a very, be, being a doctor right now is like a very male centered field. It's getting better. And especially like in pediatrics, there's a lot more women, but being a woman in medicine is so difficult because especially like when you're short, like me, um, a lot of like my, um, attendings and mentors have like spoken about this where it's just like, oh, like, yeah, your attendings are going to talk down to you, but like, people are going to like, not take your opinion seriously and all that, but you have to like, really assert yourself and all that. And it's Mm -hmm. like, you, it really does chip, chip you down a lot to be in like a high level career, or just like anything like life chips you down a lot. And it's like, despite knowing all that, are you sure you're still going to say yes to this? And for Barbie to say yes, in that moment in the movie theater, I was just like, okay, I'm going to keep saying yes to the life that I signed up for. I mean, I could quit in theory. I do have a degree and I guess I could just like quit, but yeah, you know that I wouldn't be able to do that. Yeah. After that moment, I think I told, I said to Claire, I was like, so I am your Ken because you're Dr. Barbie. Okay, go. <laughs> you should, you should talk about Ken before like. Well, this. one quick thing I wanted to say was also because Will Ferrell's in the movie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I really enjoy this character because he's the CEO of Mattel in the movie. Yeah, interesting because he was also CEO in Lego. There's a fun, there's a fun theory like that was that I saw, and it's like I know that there's no proof of it, but I just like this headcanon where it's just like, okay, so the CEO of Mattel is Will Ferrell. Ferrell, Mm -hmm. he's probably someone who really enjoys toys at like at some level what if at home he goes at home and he's building lego sets all the time oh. also interesting is what if this guy loves toys so much because he grew up somewhere where he was where he was raised to like make toys for children and all of that elf what if he's elf grown up i forgot I buddy is that his name yeah, yeah buddy, buddy. buddy? I totally forgot how that movie ended, so I don't know if all those things connect. But it's a very fun thing to think about. It is a fun thing. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I just want to mention Will Ferrell just because he he was a fun part of the movie. It as, was as, fun. Like, and he was also not the villain. Is the yeah. Thing. At I first you he think was. he's the villain, but then you find out, no, he's just trying to fix things and he's, make things right. He's yeah. just doing his best. He's like yeah. He has good intentions, but yeah. he's not fully educated, and that's okay. Yeah. Uh, he has good intentions. I, I didn't really have much to say on Ken other than he is Knuff. <laughs> no, I have so much to say about Ken. You give Ken respect right now. What? <laughs> we, are not, we are not just going to breeze by Ken. I know most of this movie was, or most of this podcast was about Barbie, but. I mean, we Ken. did mention Ken. The Wait. Mojo Dojo Casa House. <laughs> but also, don't forget Alan. Yeah. Alan. Oh, yeah, Alan. Mm-hmm. Alan, too. Um, I, I like how Alan was like. He's like, all oh, his clothes fit me. He's like, I'm Ken's best friend. All oh, his clothes fit me. Yeah. <laughs> so, a little bit of history behind that. The reason why Alan was discontinued is because the phrase, like, all his clothes fit me, implies that they're in a relationship together. Oh. And that, no, no, back in the 60s, 70s, yeah. whenever he... But in any case, a lot of, um, or at least on Tumblr, uh, my side of Tumblr, where I'm at, people say that... Um, Alan is kind of like a an icon for non-binary people where yeah. he's like, I don't quite fit. I definitely don't fit in with the Barbies, mm-hmm. but I'm also not a Ken. I'm kind of in between. 
but I also, I'm just trying to exist is the thing. Yeah. So it wasn't like too heavy handed. And it's like with the movie that has so much going on, I didn't think yeah. it had to be. Um, no. But touching upon Ken, I really like, or his resolution, like for him to, for him to be Kenuff, it just means <laughs> a lot. And it's like, it's just, it's just so good. And I'm just really happy for Ryan Gosling. Cause like, I worry about all ex Mouseketeers. Um, if you didn't know, Ryan Gosling was part of the Mickey Mouse Clubhouse back in um, the nineties. So with the, Justin Timberlake and Justin, Britney Spears. Mm-hmm, Christina wow. Aguilera. Oh, Christina Aguilera as well. Uh, Leonardo, Leonardo DiCaprio was kind of there. They had like a thing called Leo Week. But like, he was, yeah, it was very funny and so random. Um, was Ryan Reynolds there too? No. No? No. No, I am thinking of Ryan Gosling. Me being uncultured. but um, They're both Canadian. <laughs> but like, Oddly enough. With ex-child stars, I always worry about them because it's like you're asked to be performing all the time and you yeah. have to be a perfect way all the mm-hmm. time. So it makes sense when like ex-child stars like want to just like cut themselves off from like definitely like the mouse yeah, def- or yeah. Nickelodeon, wherever they came from. And also it makes sense that he like blocked out that like joy of performing because it's been like kind of tainted. So it's like for him to kind of have this like reawoken in him, he's got, he's spoken in interviews how like his daughters actually helped remind him like how to enjoy this. I remember in interviews, he said that he took the role mainly because of his daughter. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's but cool. it's also like you know Ryan Ryan Gosling is like he does a lot of serious roles and to see him he take does. this role where it's like very fun and mm-hmm. silly I hope he does more fun roles yeah like that. yeah um I, I I guess one quick thing to mention about the Kens I liked all the variations of the Kens those are great I I I was not expecting to see John Cena dude <laughs> as a mermaid right yeah, yeah that was great <laughs> say hello Barbie. <laughs> He's like, hi, Ken. He's like, oh. he's just like in the water. Yeah, but, what, but what I also try, because yeah, David says that he's my Ken and all of that. But the he thing is, is, is that, like, <laughs> but exactly, he's my Kenuff. He's not just, he's not just a Ken is the yeah. thing. And I try but to like, I, I, I wouldn't mind just being a Ken. But you, <laughs> the reason why, like, I try to, he can say whatever he wants, but the reason yeah. why I, like, tell him he's more than just Ken is, be, and this goes for, like, every guy out there, especially, like, guys who are with, like, um, is it, like, quote, unquote, successful women or, right. like, the, the woman is the breadwinner or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, it's not David. Barbie and Ken. It's Barbie yeah. and it's Ken. Everyone is their own person and like you can be together and all of that, but it's not like one person is higher than the other to say that like someone is just Ken is like, it's similar to saying like this, it's, it's like almost similar as to like someone coming up to you and saying like, Oh, this is your wife, not Dr. Garcia. Mm. Yeah. Right. So like, yeah, it's, it's the reversal. Right. Because you're an individual. Exactly. Yeah. So, but I understand the sentiment. It's just like you're you're there for me and supportive <laughs> and sweet and he's you know he's just being a wonderful fiance and all Aww. that sweet sap. I can't cuss sweet sappy pudding. Hey, you, can, you can swear. I'll edit it out. Sweet sappy chocolate pudding. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I guess. Hey, hey I David. Guess that's I plus. guess. 
she could say, you're the whole meal, not just the snack. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I guess so. (laughs) Um, That's an inside joke between between me and Alex. (laughs) (laughs) That's fine. It's not Um, a podcast inside joke either. I know, it's not. <laughs> you should make it one. It is now. Um, yeah, I guess I guess yeah. that's our review for Barbie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Honestly, let's wrap it up. Highly recommend. I, yeah, please watch. Yeah, highly recommend. And, um, I'm pretty sure it'll, it'll come to HBO Max soon. Or oh, Max, yeah. now mm-hmm. it's called. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just Max. That rebranding. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's definitely like a movie that's like, a good movie to like show your kid like the way that yeah. like you want to show me the way that you like get excited by showing me indiana jones and star yeah, wars yeah. and i get excited like showing you pride and prejudice and lame as rob it's like one of those movies mm-hmm. where it's just like you don't have to watch it as a kid but you should watch it at some point in your life definitely mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah yeah cool so alex we're watching uh pride and prejudice i guess so oh invite me back for that episode <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Pride and Prejudice is like every girl's like dream I, guy. I feel like if anything, Alex, we should do a reaction video. Like we sit there and watch, watch it together it. And, sure. and record our reactions. I I would be so I would be so curious to see that because it's like there are moments in that movie where like I so the first time I watched it was with mm-hmm. um like three of my um friends who are all sisters. And it's like, they had already watched the movie. And it's like, they the way that guys get hyped up for sports is how much we get hyped up for Pride and Prejudice. <laughs> because they're like small, subtle, like, moves and, like, play-by-plays where we're just like, we will literally pause it and be like, look at it. Look at it. <laughs> and we'll just be, like, like completely yeah. hyped. I'd be curious if, like, you guys can figure out, like, what those moments are and, like, if you guys do end up doing a podcast episode about it, then like I cannot, I can definitely provide the female perspective for sure. like why I, that hits women so hard. Actually, I, I think what we could do is so essentially film a podcast version of like an of a um, commentary. Yeah. And just say, okay, people who are watching with us, we're clicking play now. Mm-hmm. Three, two, one, click. I like that. And then just kind of watch the while also having a video on YouTube, kind of slightly edited down mm-hmm. to get our reactions throughout the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we could yeah, do that. I like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I guess uh, we'll let Claire go. It's time for Jumba and Claire to pee. All right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I guess now that we were able to get through Barbie, we should quickly touch on Oppenheimer, unless you want to wait. No, we can just um, run through it right now. All right. Uh, let me pull up my Oppenheimer notes. Yes, me too. All right. I only decompress a little bit. I was like, Oppenheimer. <laughs> Two totally different movies in one know, review. right? This is so great. All right. Uh, so now, I guess, yeah, we'll review Oppenheimer. Oppenheimer. Uh, we we both saw this movie a while ago, so uh, yeah. the notes are not as fresh. But, uh, yeah, I mean, so... It's, it should be more fresh than Parby. 
Um, okay, so the movie synopsis. During World War II, Lieutenant General Leslie Groves Jr. appoints physicist J. Robert Oppenheimer to work on the top-secret Manhattan Project. Oppenheimer and a team of scientists spend years developing and designing the atomic bomb. Their work comes to fruition on July 16, 1945, as they witness the world's first nuclear explosion forever changing the course of history. The bomb um, wars. I mean, that was the intention. That was what I everyone mean, was told. To a degree, it's worked uh, with the, the with countries that have nukes against each other. I mean, technically, it did, because after World War II, Congress never declared war. So therefore, yeah. every battle after World War II was never a war, just a battle. Technically. I mean, I think it's more so technically it's not like, you know, it's not like U.S. against Russia. Right, it's not, it's not World War either. Yeah, it's, 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 I, I think it's, it's more so it stopped wars against countries that they themselves have developed nuclear bombs. Yeah, because like right now, power countries. Yeah, yeah, because you see, like Russia, they, mm-hmm. they, 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 they went into Ukraine. Yeah, there's a war there still, you know, but I think it's yeah, I think it's more so with the superpowers. Yeah. You don't see them going to war with uh, each yeah. other. But to a degree, they're right. Um, I mean, also I do, mean, now it's basically just like it's always been after that U.S. versus Russia. Yeah, and now it's U.S. and China, a little bit. A little bit China, yeah. Yeah. Um. Just, yeah. It's like U.S. and that side of the world. Yeah. <laughs> Between was it Iran and China? Yeah. Is that? It's just like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, back to the movie, I think it was, just, it was really great storytelling overall. Yeah. What I liked was that the story wasn't told in the typical, like, straightforward, like, beginning, end. Yeah. And even, it, it wasn't but, even in shorts either. Yeah. It was coming around, the, and it really made you think and concentrate. Yeah, and I know in 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 it, I'm thinking, okay, wait, what year are we in? How do I know yeah. if this is after or before or during? And yeah, like how they use like, I guess I won't, I won't. It's a spoiler, like, technically. I don't know, I would just say that they transition from like color to black and white to mean different like um, sequences that it was in. I really like um, I agree. The the black and white was an inter- apparently they didn't use a filter to for the black and white like they, they shot used an actual camera to shot to shoot black and white. If I remember correctly, if I'm wrong, please someone let me know. <laughs> yeah. Um, what I also noticed was uh, there's a lot of people you need to pay attention to in the movie. Oh yeah, I lost track and I was like, wait a minute, his name came up again. Yeah, and and this movie is, although I enjoy, so I like the movie, yeah. but I will say it is long. Dude, it I is a long in that movie. I was checking my watch. It was like two hours, and I was like, okay, gotta like wait. <laughs> I was like, Jesus, man. Yeah, it's like you after a while you feel the time. Yeah, you do, but at yeah. the same time, it's not. It doesn't really have any like slow parts to it where you're like, oh, no, I could just cut this out or. It's like we're yeah. Like, we I I saw a thing? post today. Yeah. Apparently on it was on Facebook. I think it was from comicbook.com or something. But they said they posted that apparently Logan Paul 
walked out of Oppenheimer because he said, in his words, it's all just exposition. Nothing happens. All they do is talk. What did you expect from a movie called Oppenheimer? It's historical fact. Of course they were talk. You, it's, no it's not like... Yeah, it's not like he's escaping the government and blowing stuff up right. like with yeah, cars. A CIA agent or FBI agent, or he's like getting intel from like abroad, you know? Yeah, <laughs> I, yeah, that's just really funny. Yeah, um, I I thought it was also interesting to see historical because they have you know you see in the trailer like um, Einstein and stuff. Yeah, so it was interesting to see historical figures of that time interacting with one another yeah so cool and seeing how you know Oppen like Oppenheimer himself was able to get this whole team together to essentially develop a bomb and in a race against time I mean honestly if you think about it he got the brightest minds around the country yeah kind of like Avengers yes he assembled them yes you know yes but also to a degree uh, it's like how it was so, that for the yeah, it's very, did. yeah. I, I was gonna say something, but it's it's kind of spoilers, so I will yeah, mention we'll it now. It, yeah. Um, but also, um, I mean, to me, it, it, it's some. I, I like how it's spoilers, but yet it already happened. Yeah, <laughs> no, that's true. It's just you know, not everyone knows what happened. I know. I just it's just funny thinking about that. It's like, oh yeah, it happened like what six seventy years ago. Yeah, I, I think another thing for me was it felt in the best way possible. I'm not, I'm not dissing it. It felt like a History Channel film in the best way. Have you ever watched History Channel? Oh, yeah. I love History Channel. Yeah. I, I would go even step further and say it was a high production History Channel film. Yeah. No, I, you can, like I, people, can, I can imagine when they're shooting it, yeah. like during during the clips, mm -hmm. like, you know, when, when, when things happen, I can imagine they cut to like someone like a like a special like some historian talking about like Oppenheimer is doing this like you know yeah, yeah. like a talking head yeah like a talking head yeah yeah, yeah, like yeah. aliens out there man <laughs> yeah <laughs> what's that show called again uh ancient aliens ancient aliens ancient right aliens, yeah yeah <laughs> my dad used to watch that show all the time I, I used to watch that show and it's funny in the beginning of the show his hair was short but then as the show progressed, it kept getting longer and longer. And he let himself look kookier. Yeah. <laughs> I think the producers of the, were like, hey, grow your hair and keep it up. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, lean into that more. <laughs> kind of look like crazy Einstein. Yeah. No, it makes me think of, uh, no, you know what it made me think of? Doc Brown. And they were like, hey, Doc Brown, Einstein, go. Crossover. Cross it. Yeah. Um, back to the movie. Uh, I, I also want to mention they had a lot of familiar actors. Yeah, Josh Peck. Yeah. Yeah. Josh. Uh, happy for him, though. Happy you know, like. He only had, what, two sentences? Yeah. But he, I mean, he had. Very important. Some, yeah, yeah. He also had to act in some scenes, not just talk, like actually I, that's do hard. things. You know, yeah, it, and uh, they also had like I think his name is Josh Harnett. Do you do you remember him? Do you remember um, the Pearl Harbor movie? I've never watched it. Oh, because Josh Harnett back in the nineties was like really big. Yeah, 
Yeah, and so he was like a big actor, and then he kind of just stepped away from it for a while. And to see him, I was like, oh, I know that guy. Like, there's a lot of actors in here where I was like, I've seen him from somewhere before. Yeah, the main guy from The Boys. Yeah. I was surprised. I was like, oh. Huey, yeah. I was like, Huey's in here. Nice, all right. I like it. Yeah, uh, Jack Quaid. I had to think, because his dad is uh, Dennis Quaid. Dennis Quaid, yeah. Yeah, it's his dad. So I, I, I don't remember his name for a second. Yeah. Uh, there was other actors I I recognized. Um, uh, uh, yeah, I guess the guy who directed the first Thor. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. He plays like one of the scientists, yeah. like a Swedish scientist or something, right? Like uh, a... I think... Hall- not Holland, Kenneth Branagh. Yeah, Kenneth Branagh. But uh, yeah, I think not Denmark, but Amsterdam. Yeah, yeah. Netherlands. He he played basically because he's like a well-renowned physicist or something. I, I can't remember exactly what science field it was. And he was but physicist. he played like, a, yeah. So he played a well well-renowned physicist, mm-hmm. right? Who his protege is basically trying to help Germany develop the nuclear bomb. Yeah. So that was like an interesting like conflict because not only is his protege trying to help the the nazis but he himself kenneth Branagh's character is jewish yeah so i was like yeah so that that was an interesting uh interesting to to like you know to find out or like to learn Mm -hmm. um but yeah overall uh i i enjoyed the movie it's long it is long but i think it's worth it because you know if you like that history, you know, the History Channel and those kind of documentaries, you're going to love this because you're going to sit there and be like, wow, actually, wait, I have to pee now. Let me pause this, pee, come back to it. You're not going to feel like, oh, this is really long, it's taking too long. When is it going to end? Can I do something else? Or go on your phone in between? No, you're going to sit there because it's really interesting. Yeah. Um. Okay, so if you were to rate it. Yeah. Uh, what would you give it? Give it a nine, like Barbie. I I think I'd give it an eight point five. I think it's just yeah. more so because I had so much more fun with the Barbie movie. Barbie movie was really like, fun. I think for me, it's just Oppenheimer's so long. I I I ended up leaving to go use the restroom. I held that. I was like, no, I could do it. I couldn't. I can hold it. I I I felt like it was gonna burst, so I had to go. Yeah, uh, I did. Don't drink water beforehand. Oh yeah. <laughs> No, I, I was like drinking soda and stuff. I you know, know. Where. yeah. Uh, but but I, I would I would, I would give it an eight point five. Like it's it's a high eight point five. Yeah. I enjoyed it a lot. I I the only critique I would have is I I do feel kind of wish the story was a bit more concise, mm-hmm. where it like not as long, in the yeah. sense like because I do feel like maybe there were some scenes they could have reduced, cut down a little bit. I to save some time because they really want to just like pack it in because how do you tell something that happened you know throughout years of history no i i get it too it's just that that's the one thing because i again i had to leave to go pee (laughs) versus you know barbie it's totally separate movies totally separate reasons on why you want to watch them yeah um yeah i guess that's our ratings would do you want to go into spoilers really quick spoilers Spoiler warning, if you have not seen the movie, pause it. Yeah. 
if you just want to listen to spoilers enjoy yeah um first thing i wanted to mention at least from my end Mm -hmm. the sex scenes felt very awkward it made me feel very uncomfortable it did for me but then i'm like you know what okay i'll see where this is going I I didn't really understand why he needed to be in there, but um, that part where uh, why when he's being like you know kind of interrogated, but yeah, and and then his wife forgot the actress's name. Oh, uh, Emily Blunt. Emily Blunt. I know. Yeah. So when Emily Blunt was matching, you know. When she was finding out of his affair again and imagining that you know chick naked on him, I was like, okay, I get that scene. I get that's how she's feeling. It's bringing the yeah. emotions, and you know she wasn't expecting that to be brought up there. Yeah, I, I mean I get it, but yeah. it did it, it just made me go like, <laughs> like <laughs> it just feels weird. Yeah, especially you know, you know with the um with the book moment the book, where yeah, so. Oppenheimer, from my understanding, based on how the movie portrays him, he had a lot of infidelities. Oh yeah, I'm surprised. And yeah, and so one of them was with uh, Florence Pugh's character, and there's a scene where they're having sex. She gets off of him, grabs one of his books, and makes him read it mm-hmm. while she straddles him again and like gets on top. And I'm like, this is weird. I mean, I guess in Oppenheimer's defense, he wasn't able to maintain the erection. Oh, that's true. So, yeah. <laughs> that's true. So I also to maintain one, you know, but hey, it worked out for him. Also, Florence Pugh's character, I feel like the whole relationship was just toxic. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because it's like, I don't want a rose. I was like, what? You're like, I don't want to be in a relationship with you, but what's going to happen now that you're going to get married? Like, what what, what does that mean for us? Does that mean yeah. you're not going to see me anymore? I was like, yeah. Yeah, I was like, what, what do you, what do you, like, you, 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 you said you don't want flowers, so what, what do you want out of this? Yeah, I don't know. Like, you don't want a relationship. What do you want out of this? And it just, I, my thing was like, Oppenheimer is a simp. Amen. For her, it's usually the first. Yeah. Um. But also his his marriage with uh, uh Emily Blunt's character was also not that healthy. No. She she was a, she was she's a strong character. Oh, she is definitely, and I mean, but she's also a bit of an alcoholic. Yeah, she did not want to have kids. It seemed like either. Yeah, it sound, if it felt like the kids were kind of just an accident, and she just dealt with it i felt like the first kid was on purpose to trap him yeah and then the second kid just came out just because yeah yeah um happens like that yeah was there anything you wanted to mention yeah i also um wanted to kind of like transition over to like albert einstein oh yeah than just a cameo i thought it was just a cameo but no he had a lot of speaking parts in there more than i thought and the actor portraying him did a really good job. He looked yeah. like Albert Einstein. Yeah, I, I liked that they not only sh- showed Albert Einstein, but they showed him in two different points in their in Oppenheimer's life. Yeah. Because the first 
time you really see Einstein is when Oppenheimer's already developed the bomb and everything. Like mm-hmm. it, it's the bomb is said and done. It's it's, just, it's been popped off, and now Oppenheimer is moving into like this house or something for people that are creative or something like they like some yeah, government, it's a, it's a government housing program yeah that they're doing and Oppenheimer decided to join that yeah Led and he runs his character yeah uh named uh Louis Strauss Strauss yeah, Strauss. yeah and you meet Einstein there for the first time and you don't know what they he, so Oppenheimer comes up to Einstein they talk you don't know what they're saying at all and he just kind of leaves and then you kind of see a flashback later of when they were developing developing the bomb oppenheimer comes to einstein because he needs help figuring out a formula yeah right and then uh to help figuring out if they set detonate this bomb are they going to ignite the atmosphere oh yeah that yeah 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 yeah. that was the thing that they're worried about Mm -hmm. yeah and and then afterwards what i do like is you do find out what einstein had said yeah right no you actually no no you see einstein three times three times in his life because remember when the car leaves at night at at oh yeah that's right yeah see a lot of einstein in there which is interesting because einstein himself like wasn't on the project because he didn't work on the project yeah, he just, just wanted to send the letter, and he was like, "Hey, alert the U.S. Um, government," and just be like, "I'm not going to help you guys." Yeah, because I, I think for me, I the way I took it was Einstein didn't want that on his conscience, right? With the bomb, and sadly, Oppenheimer, I think, kind of has that because the like it, I remember learning later, the guy that was you know working for Germany trying to develop the nuclear bomb, because I, I also found it interesting when they find out like how far. Uh, Germany was with developing the bomb. Yeah, they're like, oh, they went the wrong way. Right, they were like, this is more of a nuclear reactor. Yeah, and I was like, yeah, because th- they themselves didn't want Hitler to have a bomb. They knew the consequences and the implications of Hitler having a nuclear weapon. So they're like, okay, we gotta stall him as long as possible. Yeah, and um, so I. He, the guy that on Germany's side, he ended up getting Nobel prizes for for other things. Really? I, I can't remember exactly what. Yeah, he after the war he got Nobel prizes, and you know you see Oppenheimer like yeah. he he's just known as the what's the word they gave him the father of the atomic bomb? yeah the father of the yeah. of the atomic bomb yeah. I mean, I guess there goes to show you that you know if you're trying to win something and you feel like you're the good guy. Yeah, you're gonna. It's not always good, the outcome. Yeah, because Germany, they they were like, oh, we're you know we're, we're trying to win, but to the rest of the world, they look like the bad guy, but to them, they don't. But then the but German scientists were like, no. it's 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 also a weird thing because like you know obviously like Japan for example, they despise the bomb because of what happened. Oh yeah, and a lot of people were saying like, oh, you didn't have to drop the the bomb. Mm-hmm. But if you look into the reason why they decided to drop it, I think it's kind of like weighing the better evils. Yeah, I mean, there's right? no good outcome. Because oh, either man. either you drop the bomb or you do a full-scale island invasion of Japan. And, and in doing so, Russia joins. And the worry was that you would split Japan in two 
like they had already like did Germany. with Germany, yeah, and how they already like did with how how like it you know turns out with like North Korea, yeah, right, or like Vietnam. yeah, so that was their worry, mm-hmm. and the, another thing is like at the time, I mean, I, this is more so just reading based on my understanding from like history, uh, documentaries and stuff. Mm-hmm. But at the time, a lot of people in Japan were very radical yeah. in the sense of because, you know, they, they believe their emperor was basically someone that was a god. You can't look at the emperor like no one really knew what he looked like or how right. tall he was kind of thing. So then, you had this island full of, full of people that are fully willing to sacrifice themselves for, for their country. And also, as an emperor, you got to... Um there's a high chance that you will be assassinated if you're like, Oh wait, maybe I should stop. So in, in, in that time it was hard um, to know who was actually pulling the strings, who was saying the command, who was going to, you know, wanting to keep going. No one really knew. Yeah. And so I feel like in the end, at least, I, I mean, the devastation is horrible, it is. you know, from what happened from the bomb. But at the same time, it's understandable why they decided to drop the bomb. Yeah. Based on like what could have happened. Yeah. Um, because when you're like that, if you're a country with a power like the atomic bomb, you want to do everything you can for your people because you're at war. I guess another thing we can mention is Robert Downey Jr.'s character. You know, getting back to the movie, mm-hmm. yeah. is he's he's kind of to a degree the re- the villain of the film. Well, he's trying to be. Yeah, I mean, because he's got a backstory in there. Because Oppenheimer humiliated him really badly. It was like during um, one of the not testimonies. A yeah, testimonies during the testimony. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For like uh, export of uranium, was it? I think so. Yeah, but and he thinks he turned Einstein against him. Yeah, and 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 because he th- he because he sees Oppenheimer go talk to Einstein yeah. and then Einstein just kind of walks past him and just like, just a, doesn't even say anything to, yeah, to Strauss. Mood on his face. Yeah. So he thinks that he said something. Yeah. It but is... in reality, you, we find out later, mm-hmm. he said nothing like nothing about Strauss. No. Yeah. He, yeah, basically, yeah. he basically just said to Oppenheimer, like be prepared to be seen as the bad guy. Yeah. And then when Einstein was walking away, he was like, you know that thing, I, um, the calculations about setting the world fire. I think we did that. And Einstein was like, "Oh, shit. yeah, but yeah." Also, to find out how much like Strauss like really try to play the play the game, Dude, you know, of politics. Right? Yeah, He's winning, but until until uh, his his assistant or something found out the truth. Yeah, and I was like, oh, shit. but um, yeah, uh, I, I mean, that's all I really had to say on on Oppenheimer. How about you? Yeah, no, I guess uh, we could just leave it with that with Strauss's character. It goes to show you, like, you know, it doesn't. You can get in your own head, and really, being self centered can be destructive. Without you know, really looking at the variables and just like being more open and not being like, oh, he's out to get me. In reality, he's not. Yeah, Oppenheimer could care less. He could. He was like, no, you're not on my radar, man. 
Yeah. <laughs> you know? So it's like, yeah, that actually happens, though. People get in their head and they're like, oh, well, I have to destroy him before he keeps destroying me and my life. But in reality, no one's doing that. It's all in your head. Yeah. So for me, it was interesting when he sees like Tr- President Truman. Mm-hmm. Did you know? Did you know who played Truman? No. Gary Oldman. Oh, he did look familiar. Because I, I like instantly when I saw him, I was like, Gary Oldman. That's so cool. Yeah, yeah. I was like, he's looking familiar. I don't know who the actor is. I didn't look it up, but man, that's really cool. I, I didn't look it up either. I just saw him. I was like, oh, it's Gary Oldman. Yeah. I think it's, you know, because we've seen him in like Batman and seen him in other movies without the mustache. But it, I felt bad because like, you know, when Oppenheimer says to Truman, he's like, I feel like I have blood on my hands. Yeah. And then Truman's like, I'm the one that greenlit the bomb. Yeah, yeah executed the orders. Yeah. So it's like, ah, uh, yeah, like Oppenheimer, like I get why he's down. Like I get why a lot of the scientists, like they celebrated when they, when it first oh, yeah. exploded. But then once they found out like the number of deaths. Yeah. It's like inadvertently they are at fault. Like that's on them. Yeah. Well, yeah I, so that's the thing with, you know, when you're at war, anything goes really unfortunately yeah also again not saying that that i i i I think the bomb was great or everything Mm. but japan did technically kind of start the war i mean yeah japan and germany which is weird separately yeah well because originally uh so my understanding was you know germany was already kind of in world war like starting a war with yeah, europe already taking over and so in like, japan because all these other countries like england france yeah. they were kind of like busy dealing with 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 oh, germany yeah japan decided to take over asia because they they at least believed asia belongs to asians specifically right. japanese and so they saw an opportunity and was like oh we're gonna you know um and and one of the islands one of the islands they wanted was the Philippines, hmm. which at the time was owned. You had like U.S. Navy ships there. Like the U.S. was kind of, I think the U.S. owned the Philippines at the time. Yeah. So, I think so. to to their thinking to avoid war was to attack Pearl Harbor because that's where all like the Navy ships were. Oh. They believed if we attack the Navy ships, the U.S. is going to take a long time to get ready yeah. to attack, to, to start a war with us. And by then we would have taken over all of Asia. Right. The thing that happened though, was when they attacked Pearl Harbor, not all the warships were there. A lot of them were actually out somewhere else. That's hilarious. And some of the warships that they bombed ended up not being fully destroyed and they were able to repair them in thinking that they would cripple the U S yeah. they, they woke up a sleeping giant because the U S yeah, really. at the time did not want to go to war with with anyone they were just kind of like trying to keep to themselves yeah because they're like well this is not implementing us personally this is not our we're gonna stay out of it and also i think it was election year too right so yeah it's like oh if you start this war you're not gonna be reelected, or your party won't be reelected either the whole situation like with the war you know it, it, it was interesting to see it play out in mm-hmm. the film um but yeah, I mean, I, I I enjoyed it. Like we had mentioned, I 
I'd still, I still, I think yeah, even after this conversation, I still land on an 8.5. Yeah, I land a 9 still. It's it's one of those movies where you kind of want to go back and rewatch it again and see the parts you've missed and be pay more attention because you know the characters now. You know which ones to pay attention to and you're like, oh, okay, I remember him. Yeah, I think that's that's all that's I wanted to, to mention. Um, cool. This has been our Barbenheimer review. Yeah, uh, if you we we should, we should probably end with like you know follow us. Awesome. You know, if you like our podcast, you know, subscribe to we're on our we're on every podcast yeah, format, right? Pretty much. We're on Spotify, Spotify, Apple, Google Podcast, um, Apple, Apple, yeah. So really, anywhere you listen to podcasts, we're there. We've changed our name now to uh, B-roll, B-roll Thoughts. thoughts. Yeah. Which we will change on our socials and on YouTube. Yes, and our website. Yeah. And our website is BRollThoughts.com. Uh, yeah. Cool. Uh, our next review probably won't be any time. I mean, maybe next week. We'll see. Probably uh, our next, Blue our next review yeah, will be Blue Beetle, which I've seen already. I really enjoy the movie. I have not. I've yet to see it, but I'm excited. You should see it, Alex. I think you would like it. I mean, I'm good to see it. I couldn't review it. <laughs> you, 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 and Nathan. <laughs> yes, we will see it because we are half Hispanic. <laughs> that is the only driving factor. <laughs> it kind of is. <laughs> represent. Yeah. Uh. But yeah. Uh. I guess. You know. I don't know what to say after this. Then this is send it. Yeah. This is where we're just fade out. <laughs>